Welcome to the Ad Heart Call, Inspiring Forward Movement in Heart-Powered Intention. This is Deborah Rosman, and I'm always delighted to be with you in these calls. And for this month, April 2020, our theme is Adding Heart to Healthcare Workers. And I feel this theme is so timely given all that's going on throughout the world with the COVID-19 coronavirus epidemic. As you've all seen on the news, healthcare workers around the world are selflessly putting themselves at risk, and many are contracting the virus as they treat patients who are affected by the coronavirus and see death rates that they haven't seen in a long time. So it was timely to invite Robert Browning and Sheva Carr, co-directors of HeartMath Healthcare, as my guests for this call. And they've been on the front lines themselves, supporting, facilitating our over 150 HeartMath certified trainers who are chief nurses in hospital systems, Kaiser System, Dignity, and other systems, and who are strained themselves, but also dedicated to helping their hospital staff implement heart math tools and techniques for stress management and transforming anxiety and all of the other benefits the tools have during this time of global calamity, really. So, Robert and Sheva, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And I thought it would be nice or helpful if you could just share some of what you're experiencing and your story being in the trenches with these heart math trainers, that would be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, when this all first started going down um, and we were all in social isolation, Chef and I uh, became like a, uh, an unexpected little command center for all of our healthcare clients and hospitals and trainers. And what we found was a lot of the chief nurses and the leaders and the ones who were managing the crisis on the front line, um, they needed a place of refuge to actually have like a heart buddy talk with somebody because they were showing themselves in a certain way in the field. And, and when they finally got home, a lot of the, the trauma and the secondary trauma and all the, all the pressure of it was building up in their own experience and their nervous systems. And so we would use the heart math tools with them and really listen at an essence level of what they needed. And, and we just, uh, Shev and I started to get a really kind of insider's look at what the, the experience was, which felt like a war zone in a certain way to many um, on the front lines. I don't know if you want to add something to that. Sure. I mean, I, I myself have lived in war zones, and it is very reminiscent for me of what the experience is in that kind of environment. And I would say to our listening audience, do not underestimate the power of your gratitude radiated in your own heart lock-ins or however you choose to express it to the healthcare workers on the front lines. One of the things this crisis has done is it's created a polarization of experience. So some people are quarantined at home. They've ceased all external activity. They're with their families 24-7, maybe for the first time ever. Um, others, like the healthcare workers that we're serving from our mini command center here, are the opposite. Some of them are working three days without a, 
a break without any sleep. Um, they're quarantined from their families, so they can't actually go home to their families. They're staying in donated hotel rooms or uh, isolation somewhere else. So it's a really opposite experience. And one of the things we've definitely heard from them is how beneficial it is to them, your expressions of gratitude to them, some of the uh, caravans of cars that have driven by Stanford or Kaiser with signs and making noise saying, thank you, you're our heroes. These things are making a huge difference for them, and we at HeartMath can explain that scientifically, how that gratefulness, whether it has that kind of outer expression or it's something that you hold inwardly in your heart, really does reach them energetically and support them in this battlefield. Mm. You know, Sheva, I think we've all experienced times, or most of us in our lives, where somebody there, it's not cheerleading, it's genuine appreciation, has just spurred us on to go the extra mile. It's got an uplifting effect where we go, okay, this is, this is worth it. Let me pull a little more uh, on my spirit a little bit more to keep going, whether it's in a, a sports competition or, or anything. But at this point, this outpouring of love and compassion and appreciation, which is very much deserved to the healthcare workers. And you can see it on the news, whether it's in Europe or Australia or Asia or here in the United States or Canada. Uh, and I know people are listening to this ad hoc call from all over the world and probably have their own references for this. It's definitely something that the docs and nurses and other frontline workers in the healthcare systems say they appreciate and feel. So I acknowledge what you're saying. Like, let's keep putting that heart out there and not feel like it's not doing anything because collectively it certainly is. Yeah, absolutely, Debbie. Uh, you know, some of the things we were hearing, and um, even, you know, from right when it started to still today is... Um, a lot of our our trainers um, self-organized, and every morning, in the, like in the Ascension Healthcare System, they have 225,000 staff. They they um, our trainers there um, were gathering every morning at quarter to eight their time and doing a 15-minute heart lock-in, just radiating heart and inviting us to to do that with them. Um, a lot of the um, WhatsApp, WhatsApp groups that were established within all of our trainer bases. Um, one of our chief nurses in Detroit, which happened to be the hospital um, that was handling half of the COVID-19 cases for Michigan, um, had to, you know did a WhatsApp to the group saying, please send compassion and appreciation. I've been awake for three days and, and we need desperately need the help. And it did, in, in the energetic of that appreciation and just going to the heart, anytime they heard any group was doing that for them, it really touched them in such a meaningful way. Um, and it even gave ideas of other ways to create things to help support them in gratitude. And so right in the middle, in the heat of that, Sheva and I started creating these little tiny micro videos that were just specially tailored for the clinical audiences to help them in the in the in the gir- and they're and they're passing those out among the frontline workers to help, um, and other ideas emerged as well. Well, I love the video that you told me you did. I haven't actually seen it yet on 
having suggesting when they have to scrub up or wash their hands to actually practice the quick coherence technique. And so one of the things that is has deeply moved me, I myself am a healthcare provider, is our crisis of lack of access to personal protective equipment or PPE for our healthcare workers, both for their own protection as well as for the protection of the patients they're caring for. And so we think of the heartmath skills that we're giving them as a kind of inner PPE while we also are working to equip them with outer PPE. And for me, working so closely with our healthcare leaders on the front lines of this crisis, I needed to use my own heartmath skills in my overcare and stress at learning how they didn't have the equipment they needed to meet this this battle. We wouldn't imagine sending uh, soldiers into a war zone without camouflage and weapons and the equipment they needed to meet that challenge. And so in using my own HeartMath skills, and again, this is where I encourage our listeners to use your HeartMath skills to send the healthcare workers your love, your care, your inner PPE, because we know that the power of the heart translates that appreciation, compassion, and love into action. And so for me, what emerged out of using my own skills is taking my nonprofit organization to raise funds and get donated PPE for the hospitals that uh, have heart math trainers in them. And we've been doing that and the gratitude coming back for both the inner PPE of the heart math skills that we know boost our immune system and balance our own physiology as well as the outer PPE to protect them and their patients has been a really winning combination. Well, here's another fun add-on that everyone who's listening to this can do because we've all been asked to wash our hands frequently, and they say at least 20 seconds, and you can either count or suggest and sing happy birthday twice, although I was doing that until that song kept repeating in my head. And I went, I don't like that. But when she, when uh, Robert and Sheva are suggesting that the nurses actually practice the quick coherence technique while they're washing their hands, I thought, well, that is a no-brainer. And I started to do that because we call it a one-minute technique. So even taking 30 seconds and really doing heart-focused breathing and really activating a feeling of care, compassion, appreciation for your hands, for your health, for the healthcare workers, for other people. I mean, you can pick, pick a topic that you can have appreciation or care and compassion when you act, activate quick coherence. As you wash your hands, that can easily take up 20 seconds, and what a gift that is to whoever you're directing that hard energy to, as well as to your own hands and your immune system and yourself. So I thought that was a, a wonderful uh, wonderful thought, and it certainly inspired me to do that when I wash my hands several times a day. Yeah, that's beautiful, Debbie. Yeah, that that idea came out of our very first conversation with some of the Kaiser leaders, and they had asked to commission that little video. And and what it did is it inspired a lot of other little micro moments of the day where, you know, when the fear and the anxiety is just so strong, all the basic to-dos that they're doing to take care of themselves, like washing hands or, or being mindful enough to track 
how they are working with their clothing and changing and disinfecting before going home. And, you know, there was such um, clarity of thought that was needed. So some of the other videos that came out of that were, were tips and exercises on, okay, so, you know, plus the sleep became a huge issue. So, you know, really right when no one's pulling on them in that last three minutes, right when the heads hit the pillow and they're not, is how to how to do a, a quick coherence right in that moment or right when they're driving to the driveway to like pause just for a moment and, and do a quick coherence and really send compassion to their day and, and send care for the, whatever they're returning home to, to, to keep bridging that mindfulness and that, you know, connected to the clarity of thought and their intuition on being safe. So. Yeah, I think that it's something to ponder that this is not going to just go away when the curve flattens, so to speak, and they'll have a little more breathing room in terms of hospital admissions and intensive care. But this whole pandemic, as we keep hearing, is going to take a while for us to really know <clears throat> when life or daily living can resume even a semblance of normalcy of what it was before this all happened. And with antibody, you know, testing and with other tests going on and potential vaccines, um, it's going to be ongoing leadership from these healthcare workers and hospital systems to facilitate the healing of this whole process. And it could go on for quite some time. So appreciation to all of the systems themselves, the healthcare systems, the hospitals, in this is just the beginning of how they're going to have to help steward uh, their, their communities through this whole process. And as most people on this call probably realize, this whole experience is grander than just a disease passing through the world. It's really inviting people, sheltering at home, you know, a third of the world is on lockdown, to go deeper in the heart, to ponder their priorities, to relate to their families in a new way, to become more calm and still. In fact, the lack of noise pollution is actually quietening the Earth's crust. There was a whole article on the Earth's vibrations of calm down. There's a lot of implications of this whole experience that we're all sharing. And it's something coming together on these ad heart calls, sending heart to each other, to the planet, to whatever is unfolding through this experience is really important too. And recognizing those on the front line not only are risking their lives and their families' lives, but they're also, in a sense, holding the torch for us all to be able to know when we can move to another level of interaction and another level of connection, although these connections on Zoom and phone calls have been pretty moving as well. I don't know if you have any thoughts on all that, Robert or Sheva. On the growing sense of uh, the connections and the communities that we're seeing, um, yeah, I mean, even in this Detroit hospital we were mentioning, um, we were talking with the chief nurse just a couple of days ago. She's going to appear on one of the um, on Awake TV that, on one of the interviews coming up. Um, of she was just showing how 
um, in the wake of the crisis, how the communities were, were showing up in ways that were, um, like, for there were so many bodies, and there was, there was too many, and so the, the folks who were building scaffolding, you know, to basically these, these uh, contract workers and community members, and they were doing it, she was describing, with such tenderness and kindness and meaningful care of, like, really thinking of every little detail of, like, not to use plywood that would stick, but to make it easier for the nurses to lift and to dismantle. And, and then one of the nurses was going home, and she just she was running into the issue of not knowing where to put her clothes. She would strip in the backyard, and it's super cold up there. Um, and, and so all the people who had offered to make masks ended up saying, hey, we need to make laundry bags so that people know, have a way to put their clothes into something safely. And so it has been having this effect of, of pulling the community together in a supportive way. Um, and, and Chef and I have definitely been hearing those stories. And um, That's really heartwarming. Anything you want to add there, Chef? And a, a broader perspective, my own observation, and maybe this is just because we live here in the Redwood Mountains and we're a, a path of monarch butterflies, so our deck is covered right now with these little orange caterpillars everywhere. And I, I have this experience of our human family having been in a caterpillar phase for many, many years out there, like these caterpillars can travel these huge distances quickly and consume every leaf in sight. It's fascinating to watch them. And we've been a consumption caterpillar as a species for a long time out there consuming, consuming, consuming. And almost overnight as a, as a whole population of the human family has been driven inward to cocoon uh, for what I see as a, a massive transformation of the heart um, and a great facilitation of that if we take this situation up on that offer. And how that's affecting healthcare is that I see our healthcare leaders and incredible, what I'm calling hashtag healthcare heroes. In allopathic healthcare, they, they are trained to cure disease. And right now we're confronted with what is an incurable disease by medical intervention. And that is putting our healthcare workers in one of the most difficult situations of all, which is they're given the responsibility to care for us without the power to cure us. And within that conundrum, there's no place to go but the heart. Where care is an end unto itself, even if it doesn't bring a cure. And heart mass science shows us the value of that human caring, even if it doesn't lead to curing. That the broadcast of the facilitation of the heart giving care, even if it's comfort care, has a huge impact on the whole field environment. And as Debbie, you just pointed out, on the crust of the earth and who knows on the geomagnetic and the geomagnetic field and the ionosphere and how that ripples through our whole biosphere. And so what's interesting in that to me is that in our prior studies before COVID-19, the healthcare workers who had the least amount of stress were hospice workers because they weren't trying to cure, fix, or solve. They were just caring. 
and it's pivoting our whole population to find the heart of human caring and heart math gives us tools to both access that and science to understand why that is enormously, immeasurably valuable. That's that's very moving, and the the uplifting, moving stories and sharings of community, of caring, of doctors playing concertos in the hospital lobby, serenading. I mean, just a lot of stories that are moving as the hearts opening, and that's definitely the way. At HeartMath, we see the the gift of this is the heart opening, and the heart opening to care for earth as well as each other. I read an article that said that for the first time in decades, people living 100 miles away from the Himalayas in northern India could could see the Himalayas. And it was awesome for them because the pollution had been so thick, and now that there's fewer vehicles on the road, they could see them. So the appreciation of little things that are like flowers moving, growing through the cracks in the cement are are very hopeful signs. And I know tomorrow, April 22nd, is Earth Day. And it's a good time to remember when we send our heart and care to also send it to, to our home, to Earth that nurtures us and cures us and heals us and supports us too. So I just wanted to mention that as well. And when we do our heart meditation, we will add a little bit of that into it as well. I love that. I'm very sensitive to the fact that when it's you personally or someone you love that's been a casualty of COVID-19, it's hard to see silver linings. And I want to offer compassion for that and add to the up-tilt perspective that we're bringing from the heart's viewpoint that actually the data that I've read through the medical journals that I scour every night at the end of my workday or early in the morning uh, shows that deaths in China due to respiratory illness are actually decreasing rather than increasing with COVID-19 because of the reduction in air pollution. Mm-hmm. So there is a an influence this crisis is bringing of balancing what has been out of balance. And we can appreciate that in our lock-ins as we also have compassion for the cost. Yeah, absolutely. And I have heard people like my neighbors saying, I don't think we'll go back to what it was. There's something new emerging. And these are people who have... The salt of the earth. They're wonderful people. They've never followed any personal growth or spiritual system. They're just sensing in their heart that something new is emerging and people just don't want to go back to the way it was because they didn't see a future there for themselves, their children, their, or for the planet. And now this is a reset, a shift of some sort. And Nobody knows how long it'll last or what twists and turns it'll take, but knowing that we're all in this together, wherever we are on the planet, it doesn't care whether we have a particular nationality or religion, we're white or yellow, or it's just rich or poor. And that is the great equalizer that people are sensing is in the gift part of what's going on. Yeah. 
Thank you. You ready? To, shall we do our heart meditation? Let's put some heart yeah. into all of these possibilities. That sounds appropriate. Okay, let's start by focusing our attention in the heart and doing heart-focused breathing to increase our coherence. Let's breathe in through the area of the heart and out through the area of the heart. Just imagine the breath flowing in there and out to a even, steady rhythm. Breathe a little more slowly, a little more deeply than normal. Now, as you continue breathing in this rhythm, activate genuine feelings of appreciation and compassion for all the people who are working on the front lines, helping others, the healthcare workers, the grocery store clerks who are exposing themselves, anyone who is exposing themselves to risk in the service of others, but especially our healthcare frontline workers. Let's activate genuine feelings of appreciation and compassion. Let's radiate or send those heart qualities through the Earth's energetic fields to those people. See them surrounded by our love, care, and compassion while they selflessly care for others. Now let's send our compassionate care to all the people who are suffering from COVID-19 and their families and friends. Let's radiate our compassionate care to them.
Now let's close by creating a reservoir of coherent heart energy together. Setting our appreciation for each other, our compassion and care, our coherent heart energy into this reservoir that we can all draw upon during this next month to help sustain our resilience and energize our care and contributions of love and appreciation in the face of this pandemic and uncertainty about the future. So let's put our heart energy into creating that reservoir. Thank you. And thank you, Robert and Sheva, for your tireless and caring work helping our health care providers. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, who contributed your heart to this call and continue to do so through this time period. Next month's Ad Heart Call will be Tuesday, May 19th at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Look forward to connecting with you there. Take care. Bye-bye.